that Lonman has issued these uh, notices to supplies, these force majeure notices, would mean that this strike is now impacting the country much further than just beyond the, the mine workers. Is that right? Yes, no question about that. And I think in particular in the manufacturing sector, uh, we're seeing the impact. Um, just for interest's sake, um, you speak a lot about PMI or the purchasing managers mm. indices on, on your program. So we, we do the manufacturing one for, for South Africa. And just the latest numbers um, for March that come down somewhat to just above 50. But just for interest's sake, um, some of the comments from our manufacturers indeed suggest um, that this prolonged platinum sector strike um, is starting to have an impact on them. And now we actually see the platinum miners um, saying that, look, some of their suppliers that they have to cut back on, on the demand. So it's a, it's a fairly consistent story. Um, and you're 100% right, it's not just the mining sector being impacted, it's now spreading wider than that. Can we determine for certain whether the workers want to be on strike or not? There seems to be contrary stories out there. Some unions, like uh, the new one that's been formed, the Workers' Association Union, uh, says in the Rustenburg mine area that their members are not on strike, but they're compelled to remain at home suffering these grave losses of salaries for the last 10 weeks or so. We spoke to Amku yesterday. They say their workers are determined to continue on uh, the strike. But some of the, the mining companies, the platinum bosses, say they've sent out SMSs to some 20,000 cell phone numbers of their workers. They've got an assurance from them they want to go back to work. Do we know whether the workers want to be on this strike or not for certain? Um, no, I, I, I'm not sure, Darshan. Um, so you're right, Lonman um, suggests that, that um, you know, 66% of, of their workers, uh, in terms of the, the poll that they did, um, suggest that they want to come back um, to work. But of course, Amku is, is telling a, a different story. I mean, I must say, you, we are now looking at almost 20% of annual income that these mine, 70,000 mine workers have already lost. So, I mean, the, the economic burden uh, must be immense um, on them. So, I, you know, I, I can't speak for the workers, but one would suggest that um, they are sort of hitting the sort of threshold where, where it's now really, the, the pain is becoming severe for them to, to remain on strike. Yesterday, when the Lonman CEO, Ben Magara, met with AMCU's president, Joseph Matunjwa, both of them have been on the show in person before. Both of them had to meet in person yesterday to receive that memorandum of demands from AMCU. They met, they greeted, they shook hands rather cordially. But at the end, AMCU president, Joseph Matunjwa, went on stage and lambasted Ben Magara for his 12 million rand salary. Is that still the crux of the issue here? Well, I think it, the crux is certainly more than, than, than just um, being worried about inflation and wanting to be compensated in terms of wage wages for, for high inflation. I mean, this, this certainly runs, runs deeper than that. There, there does seem to be a feeling um, from UMCA that, look, we have to make up um, for a number of years of, of these, these high differentials between what, what the CEOs earn and, and, and what, the, what the workers earn. Now, I don't want to go into the economics of, of, of that because I think um, the, the companies do, do have a point to suggest that um, you know, they are under pressure, that, that the demands from AMCO are, are a bit, bit extreme. Uh, but you are right. I mean, the, 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 these two parties are so far apart uh, that it's difficult to see, um, even after 11 weeks, it is difficult to see um, uh, a speedy re- uh, resolution now, um, you know, given how far apart they are. 
before we even look at what's going to get them back at work, let's assume they get back to work then, Mr. Pinar. Once they go back, are they going to be dealing with retrenchment? Section 189 notices that has been the warning. Those signs are out there. They may not be definite. I mean, Matunjwa addressed the point yesterday. He even warned Delonman not to close any of their shafts. Uh, let me quote what he said here. You close one of your shafts, there will be no shaft that operates. I forewarn you, Anglo, you close one shaft, Lundman will never return to work. There will be a peaceful solidarity strike. This is what he said yesterday. A warning about retrenchments, but is this an event, you know, inevitability? Retrenchments are coming and mechanization is coming in the platinum industry. Well, I think mechanization has, has, has been uh, happening for, for some time um, already, um, not not just in the mining sector, but also in the manufacturing sector, where where companies simply say that, that look, given the how unreliable um, work, well, not unreliable, but how many strikes we, we have faced the last couple of years, uh, the cost of labor is, is going up uh, substantially. Um, we, we are moving towards mechanization. We see it in a number of data sets, uh, be it manufacturing fixed investment numbers, um, imports of machinery, um, etc. So I think those, those trends are already happening, and I think a strike um, like this will, 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 will just enhance uh, those trends. And I think, um, especially in the Rustenburg um, area, I think it's probably inevitable that you will see... Um, Probably not across the board, because um, the comp- companies still still want to operate. But that you will see um, some of the more marginal shafts uh, may never reopen uh, after a strike like this. Hugo Pinar, thanks for joining us, senior economist at the Bureau for Economic Research. What did you make of that? Three four seven.